Radio shows you love from the people you know. This is Sam Talks Technology. Hello and welcome to Sam Talks Technology. And I'm really excited today. I'm joined by Charlie Cabri, the CEO of Say It Now. Say It Now recently won a skills award for the UK. They came first. They also came first in the Alexa Cup for Europe. Uh, and they came third in the world. Welcome, Charlie Cabri. How are you? Very good. Thank you very much for having me on. Charlie, um, well, first of all, congratulations on your awards. Um, what was the skill that you developed? Uh, so we developed, it was a, it was a pitch competition, um, and the pitch that we developed was for a skill called Book It's Now, uh, a derivation of the company Say It Now. Um, and this was in response to Amazon. They were looking for really kind of forward-thinking skills that would push the Alexa platform to to the next level and what we what we looked at was very much the what was missing that people might expect alexa to be able to do and this is very much around kind of booking services if you currently go to alexa and say can you book me a plumber or a local massage or book me an appointment at a garage or a hairdresser they can't currently do that and so and from a very top level um we uh, were able to, to to fill that gap in the platform uh, which which they liked Cool. Now, um, I assume it's all based on AWS and a lander, and so it's all that back-end infrastructure that you use? Yes, exactly, exactly. So, um, so we use a lot of their, their tools. They've got a lot of other kind of standardized tools, which I'm not best placed to, um, to talk through. Um, that would best be our, our, right. our, our head of products. Um, but then, you know, the, for us and kind of pushing any, any new technology forward, for me, it's very important to partner with other people that are able to kind of um, plug the gaps. And so we, we partner with a company called BookScale, um, who are the marketplace of marketplaces. And what they've done over the last few years is aggregate all of the different marketplaces in the UK. So places, things like Book My Garage, Urban Massage, Raised People, um, Uber Eats, and bring them all together in one um, kind of queryable API, which allows us to look at reviews and locations and um, images and um, and then book those particular local businesses. And so that was our kind of our special source, which allowed us to um, put a proposition together which would bring on hundreds of thousands of local businesses um, and allow them to be booked by Alexa. And these, these small businesses are, are very unlikely to build skills themselves. So without us building something like, something like this, it would be very hard for them to be represented on the Alexa platform. And is this a skill I can now uh, enable on uh, my UK-based Alexa? Not yet. Um, so um, this was all about um, putting plans together to, to push this forward and um, putting a plan together that you could deliver within the next six months. Um, what we're now doing is working actually very closely with um, Amazon and BookScale um, to work out who's going to fund this and who's going to own this particular product um, uh, because there's there's obviously uh, it's now an award-winning product and so we, know we need um, that's generated an awful lot of interest. So by the end of this month, we will have nutted that out and um, development has started in the background. Okay. Um, so you're based in London um, and uh, do you, or have you built other skills? I mean, I, this can't be your first skill you've built. What other skills have you built? Yeah, so um, so my my background in, in, in this particular area, I mean, I've been in technology since um, since 1999 when I saw my first website. I've previously um, 
of grown a company which builds about 350 kind of websites, mobile phone apps, and uh, kind of social applications. But I jumped into voice in 2015 and um, was working with a, an enterprise travel software business. And they were looking to understand how people might be booking their air, their air tickets in a, a five to 10 year horizon. And Alexa had come out and uh, just the year before, in 2014. Um, and so we decided to put a proof of concept together to prove that you could book an airline ticket using a voice. And so we did that for an airline called Legion Air in um, 2015. And that prompted a whole lot of interest within that business to build out um, a product around this technology. So um, helped them come up with a concept we called Dazzle, which was an in-room concierge. So in the 28th of September 2016, Alexa dropped in the UK. Um, and by the 10th of December 2016, we, we had Dazzle in, kind of t- being tested in 10 rooms in the Marriott Hotel um, County Hall, uh, just next to Waterloo Bridge. Uh, we were there for a couple of months to, um, to test this product, which was an in-room concierge. So it was replacing the, the guest directory in a room. So you could ask things like, where's the sort, where's the, uh, where's the gym and what time does the restaurant shut and where's the bar? Um, and, uh, and then what then happened is that, um, Amazon and Marriott really liked that and they went off and, and built that together. Um, and so we, we then worked with UK rail companies, building out voice experience with UK rail companies. Um, and then I set up set now last summer, um, with Sander Season, who's the, the old VP of products, um, from, from Dazzle. And he has previously got a, an illustrious, um, uh, digital product, uh, development career, having worked with kind of RBS and PokerStars and Amy and right back in the day, Symbian building out the, uh, the, first smartphone um, operating system so when we set up set now we then um, got Diageo on as our first client and um, the first kind of big piece of work we did with them was um, creating a skill called Talisker tasting so if you find yourself with a bottle of Talisker in your hand and an Alexa in the same room you can say Alexa open Talisker tasting and it's just like being on the Isle of Skye um, and you've guided through a wonderful tasting experience. So, oh, wow, yeah. yes. it's on your website. You've got a, a nice little video of it. It's a beautiful video. That um, is even better with a glass of whiskey in your hand. <laughs> um, so, uh, when did you get your first Alexa? Uh, the late 2015. So, when we were doing this, um, this skill, and then 2016, when they um, launched in the UK, the, we had. Every single member of my family, I gave them a dot um, for that Christmas, so um, so they could understand what I was talking about. So that was the, the challenge with new technology and um, trying to really contextualise it. And it was at that point I realised the, the kind of broad ranging um, application of voice. So my grandmother, who was very late to email and doesn't really like computers, um, saw it as a way to very quickly use the radio and also cheat at Scrabble. So um, check spellings <laughs> of words and all this kind of thing. So kind of pushing out to that upper echelons. And then right down, you know, I, um, when I was at 2015, I had three-year-old kids who were like just starting to talk and there was no way that they could read or write. So there's no way that they could get online um, and access kind of um, digital services or content. Um, uh, using a computer or, or even a, even an iPad, but they they were very very able to um, to say things to um, to Alexa and get their favourite um, tunes played um, and access kind of Spotify in that way. And it's it's nice to see how kind of pervasive this this all is. Although I can't listen to my playlists in the kitchen anymore. 
Oh, okay. Why is that? <laughs> well, they're trumped. You know, I, I, I put a playlist on it and then suddenly it's Alexa play Disney hits. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, David Zbitsky, the uh, chief evangelist for Alexa, calls voice the HTML, the new HTML. Um, yeah, I'd completely okay. concur with that. Um, okay, a couple of things I'd love to talk to you about. Um, first and foremost, um, one challenge that we have with skills is discovery. Um, how are we going to f- get over the challenge, I guess, of um, people like your grandma, maybe, um, of, of loading skills? I, I find I have, I went through that process like I did with my iPhone of loading every skill and trying it and finding most skills were very um, poor. Um, and then I just have got bored and there's no natural discovery. How, how do you think people with skills are going to discover them? The, the, the yeah, well, that, this, this, is, this is the, the biggest challenge at the moment. And um, I was at COGX um, uh, a month or two ago and there was this brilliant talk by um, the COO of the um, Emerging Technologies at the BBC. And she described the phase we're in at Voice Alone is the crap wizard phase. Meaning that, we, that we, we know we have a device in front of us that can do wonderful things beyond, beyond our, our comprehension, but we lack the ability to um, deliver the spells to get the, uh, to get the device to do what we want to do. And you know, it's, it's about discoverability and recall of, of what, that, um, uh, what that function is going to be. So the, it has to be through natural language and context and the way that I speak to you and expect you to be able to work out exactly what information I'm trying to get out of your mind. And there's a few um, nods to how this might be delivered in, in the kind of Amazon and Google um, ecosystem. So there's, there's something coming through called um, name-free skill interaction. Mm-hmm. or yeah. this kind of this can fulfill intent um, and this is the ability to create a skill and then list a whole load of questions that you will be the best skill at answering and then um, uh, Alexa's uh, algorithm work out if people ask a particular question how to directly route them into that skill without having them to specifically say Alexa open open this skill and um, that's 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 the the approach oh, that we I are currently that's my Alexa <laughs> in the background. My six Alexa. I'll, I'll mute her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you know, so so that's that you know that's that's the best way for us to think at the moment about how you get around discoverability is just making sure that you're building skills which are really really specialist at answering a particular subject and building that into the this full intent world. Yeah, I I, I fundamentally have a, a view. The name skill intent is, is the way forward. I actually think, um, well, there's a couple of questions. So I, let me let me just uh, lay this out and then see what your thoughts are. Um, I think for skilled developers, um, the long tail will always exist of you know you know the, the mum and dad type skill using blueprint or whatever. Um, and at the top end, you'll get the quality skills. But when you look at Google search results, if I said to well not said, I'll keep saying things. If I searched on Google for uh, the local Chinese restaurant, for example, I get three ads at the top, 10 down the side and 10, 10 search results. You don't want that on a, um, on Alexa. You don't want it constantly telling you search result one, add two, whatever. You, you just get very bored. Um, with name intent, skill intent, I actually think that, um, uh, Alexa may actually, or Amazon may actually sell keywords, so, for example, book a table uh, might have three skills that might 
meet that requirement, Open Table, Uber Eats, or Just Eat. And I wonder whether eventually using something like Name Skill Intent, where it loads the skill based on its uh, natural language processing, guessing what you want, um, whether they'll eventually get to the point where actually, um, if you haven't used any skill, therefore you haven't got a preference, it will load the one that's paid most for the keyword. I don't know if you what your thoughts might be on that. Yeah, I think that there's another layer, which is which is context. So the, to the, the way that you are going to be using your assistant moving forward um, is 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 many and varied and not and you need to get away from thinking about your assistant as sitting within a smart speaker and thinking of it being everywhere, everywhere um, that you are. So um, Alexa's vision for the future is, is the Alexa everywhere vision where they are embedded in your earphones and in your car and in any room you go into. Um, and that's very similar to, 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 to Google's vision as well. And um, the, you know, if you can look kind of five, 10 years ahead where and, and you can walk in walk, almost kind of walk anywhere and say invoke your assistant um the your voice will um automatically find your assistant whichever provider you've gone through and then you'll be able to ask that assistant to recommend or, or, or um will do what you're asking of them so what assistants you know the, the clues in the name what they're very good at is you delegating tasks to them and a lot of the way that they will um, then complete that task is due to context. So there was a really interesting report by voicebot.ai the other day, which showed that um, if you ask uh, Google smart speakers a question, they'll get the response correct about 82% of the time. But if you ask the same questions of um, Google Assistant on your mobile phone, they get it right about 93% of the time, showing that they're, because the phone has far far more of an understanding about your, your context and, and who you are and what your preferences are, um, they're far better able to, to, to fulfill that request. I think you're right in terms of, the, you know, there, there may be a kind of um, a bidding elements to serving up results, but I think that what's more important is that you get the right result for you, and that's all about personalization and an understanding about context. Yeah, I'm just thinking longer term, there has to be a revenue model in it somewhere. Um, revenue model for developers and there has to be a revenue model for Amazon, I guess. But Yeah, but it's, but it's a, it's a winner takes all. Once you've chosen whether you are um, a, a Google Assistant person or a, an Alexa person, the, the kind of the, the control that they will have over everything you do in buying products and services, um, the the, the revenue model is going to be relatively simple at that point. But what the the big um, fight right now is to get you using one assistant over another. And there's one of the three steps to doing that. And the first step is trust. So that if you ask a question, you get back the right answer because we all know kind of trying early technology is frustrating and often kind of makes you not want to go back. But once you get past that and you believe that if you ask a question, you're more likely than not to get the right answer, then you do go back. And the minute you do go back, then um, you can start to have a personalized conversation because the, um, uh, the assistant knows a little bit more about you and is able to, um, uh, to, 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 to train itself to talk to you in the way that you'd like to be talked to. And then if you are having this personalized and trusted conversation, then that can then be activated. They can give you all sorts of kind of um, offers and um, product suggestions that they know you're very likely to take up. Cool. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see that happening. A um, couple of questions then. Have you started using, I assume you have, in-skill payments, ISP, 
Um, and have you found the uptake pretty good? I mean, are people hesitant to use it or are they like, oh, no, no, that's great. Yeah, please, please make a purchase using whatever skill you've got. Um, so I know I know people that have. So we so we actually haven't um, created any um, any in school payments yet. The way that we're looking to do it with Bookscale is with um, with Book it now is um, using Amazon Pay as um, as that that endpoint. But I've been a big proponent of uh, a concept I started talking about in 2011 called emerging commerce, and this is all about um, t- taking an understanding that the way that humans um, transact has always changed and will always continue to change and so as any kind of retailer or people trying to sell products or services you need to understand and get on the learning journey of new channels and new ways that they will influence the the buying journey and at at the moment i'm very very close to conversational commerce and it, it, it kind of manifests in very different ways um at different points within the funnel so for example the um the, the Diageo Taliscus um, tasting skill, um, the way that that increased their revenue line is by them putting a sticker on a bottle so that when you're standing in the supermarket and looking at 100 whiskeys in front of you and wondering which one you should buy me, the one that says, if you buy this bottle of Talisker and take it home, it comes free with an experience powered by Alexa. Just say, Alexa, open Talisker tasting. Um, and proving that um, the whiskies with that sticker on them had an increased propensity to sell against the other ones is where they made their um uh their increase in revenue so um that's not kind of directly buying through the platform but you can see how the platform is playing a part in people's perception of um the products they're buying yeah that's i i think that's novelty purchase i think that's that's great and first to market you can get that um, now, I'm just wondering whether you'd had any experience with ISP. Have you done any work with uh, the presentation there using the Echo 5 or the Echo Show? Yeah, yeah, totally. So, um, so the, we were trying to show off every single, um, uh, every single thing that we could for um, this uh, uh, Book It Now skill. And so um, it's especially when you're looking at, you know, can you book a local plumber? We were bringing in um, ratings and kind of uh, visuals of those local plumbers um inside the uh, uh inside uh, these echo shows um and then also using the different kind of poly voices to show different people talking or different types of contents uh, coming through as well um and also on the on the task of tasting skill then um, you get visuals to, to help you help you enjoy the subtleties of, of tasting whiskey yeah i hear the talisker voice is very rich by all accounts uh, it's yeah well, she's uh, it's, 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 it's kind of it's, that's a custom voice so um she is the uh the the chief distiller on the other side or um yeah and so she's very very authentic okay so she not here clearly i have heard, as you can tell um not being a whiskey person but that's okay um yeah you mentioned polly there which is the multiple voices um do you because you know, most people have not heard any other voice than her her own Madam A voice. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think having a specific brand voice and sound is going to be important for businesses? Yeah, I mean, all, all of the research shows that um, uh, it's really important to use custom voices to 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 differentiate your brand. Um, and what do we use kind of? two or three different ways so for kind of top level navigation we use the standard alexa voice then if, if we've got um a load of content that we need to provision but show that it's not um 
it's 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 not navigation um then then we use different poly voices um but then ideally you want to record record stuff which is what we did with telescope i think the, be- the best example of this there was a there was that done by i think it was by accenture for first start so for uh, for new mothers who are learning how to breastfeed and it's um it's a really great use case because you are getting hints and tips about how to breastfeed your your new um baby um and when they first released the skill they used the the native voice and new mothers didn't trust this alexa voice but the minute they had um a midwife or a, 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 a nurse kind of re- records um the script on top then they started to trust it and use the skill a whole lot more yeah and i think trust is the key word isn't it i guess you know you said it earlier about trusting it you know to do the action you want or or complete the action you want then i think trust in terms of payment will be another trust totally we saw this with um uh with the rise of there's there's a load of parallels between the rise of smartphones you know smartphones were around since kind of arguably 2004-5 when you had the uh, the, the very good early Nokia phones, but it wasn't really until Apple came to the party in 2007, having proven out um, iTunes micropayments that they launched the App Store in 2008. <clears throat> but in 2008-9-10, people weren't buying things on their on their smartphones um, because they didn't trust that this was um, this was the right channel to do things on. They definitely didn't um, do any banking on in their smartphones until really kind of 2012, which is a good kind of four years after um, smartphones really came um, came to popularity. So I do think we've got a little bit in the trust of channel, but if we use the the analogy with um, smartphones and apps um, to uh, kind of smart speakers or assistants and skills, um, then we can see that this is coming. Okay, you know, I, I agree. So, um, I mean, the hashtag is always voice first right now that everyone seems to be using. Do you see a time when your corporate clients will um, fundamentally have their first channel to market being voice rather than a website or a mobile website? Um, or, or is it always going to be the fact that technology ever dies? You know, some people still have fax machines and they still have a website. So um, how do you see the transition? Will corporates move more to voice? Um, and how do you think that will take no, I, th- I think, you know, you, you keep your legacy channels because um, it's dependent on where people are and how, um, how they want to communicate you. But it's important to fish where the fish are. And I think what Smart Speaker is really doing is um, allowing people uh, a more seamless way to ask ad hoc questions um, and those questions may be best directed to to a brand, and that's their opportunity to engage in that, in that at that point. And as our assistants start to travel more and more with us, and we communicate them, with them more and more, and, and see them as a way to um, delegate frivolous tasks in the world, there's a huge opportunity for brands to um, to be at that point and 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 play a part in making people's lives easier um but you know the the, the way that we look at things is, is not just voice um we look at natural language um uh, experts and so we build chatbots as well and the way that we um we tend to architect is that if we're building an experience um for for voice it's relatively easy for us to provision that through a chatbot as well and sometimes that's a better a place to have a back and forth it's a more kind of asynchronous dialogue which isn't kind of time dependent of you of you kind of staying in the moment it's, it's a little bit more forgiving could that chatbot eventually just be an alexa um interface on a website 
Yeah, yeah. Or, or we can sit in your messenger or can text message. Um, so, you know, WhatsApp. And that's why the um, Facebook are replatforming at the moment to allow it more seamless creation of bots which sit across their um, their, their estate through kind of um, Insta, Messenger, WhatsApp, so that um, if you want to have easy access to a brand or, uh, or, or ask questions or book a product or service, then you can drive that from uh, an Insta story or um, Facebook Messenger or, or find something within WhatsApp. That's, that's, that's going to be the, the, the future there. But also, if we're building that ability for a brand to communicate in that way, um, that we build the, the kind of conversational engine in a way that we can also push that into uh, an assistant um, so that you can access it from that point as well. Yeah. Um, last couple of questions. Um, internationalization seems to be a challenge. You know, um, when when Alexa first came out, I, I rushed off to go and load a load of skills and then to my disappointment found they were US only skills. Um, for example, Blueprint in Australia came out and it had more functionality than Blueprint in the UK, which is, you know, very annoying. Why, why is um, skill localization and uh, internationalization such a challenge, do you think? So, so, th- so those examples, you know, it, uh, are examples of um, Amazon testing different things in different markets and kind of um, restricting certain functionality for certain markets um, but the bigger the, the bigger challenge is, uh, is is putting things in different languages altogether so it used to be that if you were going to translate a microsite or a website into um, a few different languages you'd go to a translation agency they'd translate it then you'd send it over to a localization agency they'd, they'd read all the translations and make sure that the, that it was nuanced and all the copy was right um, and then we go live in that local territory building uh, a conversational experience is so much more nuanced um, because of, of dialect and the way that people talk and the, the millions of permutations um, for asking the same kind of thing. And so the, having seen that this is going to be a challenge, um, what I've done over the last um, four years kind of being in this space so is kept, kept friendly with um, kind of leading voice studios in different parts of the world um, with who are operating in different languages and what we do is we partner with them um, to localise so that we know that we've got a, a trusted um, local language expert with the right kind of experience to localise the voice experience. Which is brilliant, because then as a corporate client, I guess they can come to you as a one-stop shop and literally go, uh, here's what we want, but now internationalise it, and, and you can do that. Yeah, you need you need to do that as an agency. And for me, it's um, it's it's slightly um, uh, another way to differentiate against the the hundreds of. Um, I always when talking to the board, I'm always I'm always worried about the the hundreds of. Um, startups which are going to ooze out of shortage and to be coming to be um, voice agencies. So we need to make sure that our thinking is uh, always more enterprise. Yeah, no, you're right to worry. Everyone who who could make a website in the, the 2000s or the noughties became an agency, I think. Um, yeah. So, okay, how much does it cost to create a skill? Um, so, you know, having, having been in the software business for... Um, for uh, most of my career um it's it's always the same answer you know you can create a website for um uh, i think 200 quid is, is, is how you, how what you spend for you know, a squarespace website and you can create a 
uh, a perfectly ser- serviceable um, voice experience using one of many tools out there which will um, allow you to, to build a skill and publish it. Um, but if you want to build more kind of rich functionality, if you want to own more of the IP, if you want to um, internationalize it or build it so it talks to um, other channels and that gets kind of arbitrarily complex along the way. But it's also all the back-end stuff. So if you're pulling in um, bespoke content or integrating with other systems, if you're looking to do kind of, uh, payments or bookings, then um, there's that kind of uh, core engineering cost as well. But, you know, we'd, we'd, you know we'd, we'd start at about 20K to build a, a good serviceable voice experience. So I think that what brands should be doing right now is, is, is starting with something um, so you get your internal teams un, uh, cognizant about um, how to build these things and where the benefits might lie. And it's all a learning journey. Um, and then build in a, a kind of harness to evaluate all that. Um, and then you then work out what the what the next move should be. Because this is you know, a rapidly evolving space. But um, as you know, you alluded to earlier, it is, it is a one shot if you're not the brand or um, service answering that that question then then your competition is going to be and there's you know there's 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 expectations of service which will rise rapidly yeah i mean one of the uh posts i wrote recently was about um uh, voice seo um i think one one thing that corporates haven't i just haven't come across it i'm certain you have uh, within you know say it now is uh when when you ask your alexa say for the local as I said, Chinese or local pub, um, it pulls that data from somewhere and people uh, should realise that it's not from Google. In fact, the data's, I think, coming from Yelp. Um, yeah. And I don't think many people realise. So a lot of companies are going to be optimising their Google SEO um, and not thinking of Foursquare or Yelp or other data sources. Um, and then how do you become the definitive single answer or the first answer? Because most people are only going to take that first answer um, and then ask their Alexa to call it, let's say, as an, an immediate response. So, you know, the local Chinese is X. Oh, great. And the number is Y. Thank you very much, Alexa. Can you please call it? They're not going to wait for the third or fourth answer. Um, I don't know if that's something that's on your horizon with your clients that you're yeah. starting to talk to them about. Yeah, so, so there, there are strategies you can apply from an, an enterprise perspective. So um, if you are a retailer and you've got several hundred stores, then, um, then you, you can definitely create a strategy for um, voice SEO around that. But for, you know, if you're talking about your, your local Chinese and, and those guys, um, the, um, the, the people that are doing that for them currently are the marketplaces. So the reason that these marketplaces are, are massively on, on the charge at the moment is because um, they're able to to better market local um, uh, local services than than those local services are themselves, and that's why with Book It Now we've taken the approach to um, to work with the marketplaces, or can even go layer up and work with a marketplace aggregator to to, to bring all this to, to voice. So, final question, Charlie. Give me um, a little bit of blue sky thinking from you. Where do you see five years from now, if that's too far a horizon? Uh, where do you see voice? Uh, capabilities so um the 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 
people are always looking for the killer use case. And at the moment, the one use case which is very, very, very well proven is voice authentication. You know, you, you might have it with your bank or uh, another services provider. So voice authentication is proven. We're then all going to choose our assistant and get more and more confident about delegating tasks to our assistant. Um, Samsung have said that in um, by next year, every single one of the 500 billion devices they um, sell per year will... Uh, we'll have a voice assistant built in or kind of um, voice functionality built in. Um, so we're going to be surrounded by a world that we will be able to control with our voice. Um, and I expect us to use our voice as our own personal authentication, which would allow us to talk to our assistants um, wherever we are. I think this is all kind of five to 10 years away. Um, but, you know, very much very much like, you know, I, I grew up watching Kit and Night Rider, but choose your own sci-fi dream. Um, where you are just talking into the air and your assistant picks up that it's you talking to them um, and then your preferences are all met. You can delegate the task you want to to, to do, book a meeting with X at Y, um, and then it's done. And I think that moving forward another another 30 years, I look at my my 70th birthday where I've got my family around me and... um, and if, if everything stayed the same as it was today, it'd be great. And I'd be telling stories about a good life that I've led. But um, if my assistant can deliver on the promise that I hope it can, then I will be able to talk about a whole load of experiences that um, I've, I've managed to have because um, they've been found for me and my assistant has been better able to, to kind of predict what I might want to do in the world. And, you know, looking at the diaries of all of my friends and families and go, oh, you might want to go with, to, um, to this place with these friends. And I see they're all free at the moment and there's this deal on, do you want to do it? And I would be happy to say, yeah, why not? Um, and I, I expect to, to, to be able to live a richer life um, and deal with less admin if my assistant delivers on the promise that I'm hoping they will. Yeah, on that point, I, I hope the same future as well. And um, there's only one predicating thing that might stop that, which is privacy. Um, I'm I'm on the side of Scott McNeely where I think privacy is dead, get over it. Um, and I prefer to be more open with, with my, uh, let's say, Gmail or, or certainly with Alexa, for example, because they just enable uh, that function but you can turn off um, transcribing where you know your voice transcriptions get read by Amazon um, unless people allow our assistants to listen to us and preempt us and gain access to other data set sources from us the scenario you just painted can't come true do you think privacy is something that will get over or is it, it going to be the the barrier that stops all of this happening? I don't think it will. Like, so um, you, I, I, I use G Suite and Gmail. And so I, I know that Google um, can read all of my um, whereabouts, know where I am. And I mean, I think that the big kind of tide has turned recently where at the beginning of every year, um, Google send me an email saying, this is where you went last year. This is where you, you can look at it via every day, every minute of where you were last year. Just kind of playing back to me the fact that every single moment they know exactly where I am, what I'm doing, and due to my calendar, um, who I'm doing it with, and then my follow-up, they can see through the email um, uh, what, what's happening as a consequence of me being in that place with that person. Um, so I'm, I'm relatively uh, sure we're living in that world right now, um, but I'm hoping that I can derive more utility from um, 
uh, from them knowing more about me. Um, at the moment, I'm getting some utility. No, G Suite is great. Um, uh, but I can't delegate a huge amount to it. And this is why I think that you know Google will have the edge here because of the kind of vast range of services and data they have around that um, Amazon can't match. Interesting. So can I infer from what you said that you're more of a Google Assistant than an Amazon Alexa friend? Uh, not at the moment because that's not where the, the money is. Um, the, you know, the, if there was a, another report last week which said that you know, marketers are um, kind of 80-20 on spending for Amazon over Google um, because that's where the kind of prevalent smart speaker share is but I can't see that lasting forever. Yeah, and that's all that's all based around my understanding of of utility providers and if you look if you look there's been a few kind of tv efforts recently where um google are pushing you to ask more and more of google i think they're, i think they're going to drop the um okay google invocation and move just to google and um you know voice voice search on web has now just gone to assistant um and all of their kind of comms about, you know, what, what should you do this summer? Just ask Google. And you know, they're saying you can either, you know, type it into the search bar or ask of it of any other way. And it's kind of gently moving, and they're very good at kind of gently nudging you into a place where um, you feel comfortable to ask Google anything. And at the moment, you know, we've, we've seen that through search and that, that was very, um, very useful and still is very useful. Um, but they're trying to, nudge you to ask more and more and more and that will then just gently become the assistant that you that you trust and use i think i think it's interesting i think um i i'm unfortunately i'm not trusting of google um because they let me down too often um in the sense that every time they build a product and i invest into it my rss reader being my my um straw that broke the camel's back um there's a site which shows uh the the hundreds of products that Google have brought to market that they just don't invest in over time. Um, I can see them having to take their core business of search and moving it to voice search um, because that's where it will go. But um, I'm firmly, I, I, I get that Google have the knowledge graph, um, but I think uh, Alex will have the um, commerce graph. And I think uh, for me personally, uh, I'm, I've made my decision to stick in the Alexa camp. It'll be interesting to see 10 years from now. I may well be wrong. It's Betamax versus VHS. Yeah, and, but, and, and I think it is, it is, it is a highly divisive when it takes all. Um, uh, because the, the, minute you, the, the minute you start to deliver a whole load more functionality um, and get deeper and deeper into people's lives, um, the better you're going to be at doing it. And at some point, someone will start to be streets ahead. Charlie, how can people get hold of you if they want to engage with who's uh, why? Why say it now and who um, say it now? So why why and how can they get involved with you? Cool. So um, you know we are um, very happy to um, help people think around their. Uh, their voice strategy and I think the you know the first kind of call and often um, workshop will will do kind of free of charge to kind of see whether we're the right fit for you and you're the right fit for us. Um, uh, you can find us at sayitnow.ai. You can then call us as there's a there's a number on there or a chatbot you can chat to. Um, and you can find me me at uh, Charles Cabri on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn. Charlie Cabri, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure talking to you and uh, best of luck with um, what you do going forward. Thanks very much. It's been fun. Thank you so much.
Amsterdam. That show was amazing. To listen again, please visit our website, marlofm.co.uk or visit our Facebook group, Sam Talks Technology. And now you can subscribe on iTunes. Never miss a show again. See you next week. Same time, same place.